Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. Today is maybe one of my favorite episodes in a while. We have such a gem here. Her name is Pilar Torado. She is a soul reader and has given me two of the most iconic soul readings, psychic readings, healings of my life. She even gave a reading to my husband, which was wildly accurate. We were together when we were doing the reading and I was, we were literally like grabbing each other's legs being like, Oh my God, this is so wild. How did she know all this? So we're going to talk about soul readings, how they work, accessing your own intuitive abilities. And Polar is even doing a little collective read about what is in store for us for 2023 and this new earth ascension. And we're also going to be talking about cutting cords and the Akashic records. We kind of go all over the map. So you are going to love this episode. You guys book a reading with Pilar. We are going to link you to her in the show notes. You can literally just DM her on Instagram and literally her pricing is amazing. Her readings are amazing. And she is just literally such an amazing soul. Before we dive in, we will do a chakra tip, just the tip of the week. And I'm going to say, and this goes really well with this episode, everyone is a channel when you lead from your heart and you open your crown chakra. (laughs) We all have this connection to infinite information, to divine information, to literally different information from different timelines. And what tethers us to this information and what creates the signal and the antenna to reach the signal is the white love light that surrounds us. And that white light not only surrounds our aura, but it is wrapped around every single cell in our body. It is intuitive intelligence that knows exactly how to breathe, exactly telling ourselves how to multiply, you know, all of the wisdom within our body, we hold that wisdom. So imagine all this wisdom that's telling your body to do all of the things that it does. There are very many functions going on subconsciously. Imagine how much that wisdom knows about the rest of the world. Everything is connected with this white light energy, this infinite consciousness, this infinite knowledge, and we all have access to it. I've been channeling so much lately, connecting to higher consciousness, having very vivid psychic dreams, you know, really just hearing guidance come in. And what I've been guided to share is that you have this ability to. So if you are holding on to anything that is keeping you stuck, now is the time to release it. And I'm actually going to read you guys. I posted this on my Instagram stories. I'm going to read you a channeled message that I received. So they said, we are not ascending consciousness because the darkness and the chaos of the present time woke us up. 
we have already transcended to higher levels of light and darkness has responded with this chaos. We've already arrived. We are living in a timeline where bad and evil are fighting to survive because they're being shined out. The light is so bright, they're being forced to either transcend into love or relinquish their power. What I want to say about that is that the same thing is happening inside of us. We are shining so much brighter than ever before, and our shadows have no choice but to leave. But we have to choose to let them leave. We have to release that hold we have on them. And yes, trauma can get stuck in our bodies, but because we shine so much light, we can choose with our minds to release it. And there are many ways to remove them through our body, through movement, through breath, you know, you, whatever you're drawn to do, your body knows what it needs to release, what it needs to release. And we really are mirrors for everything going on in the world. I'll keep reading the channeled message. So they said, we choose, we chose to be here because we have the power to cut through dark within yourselves. When we say, when you heal yourselves, you heal the earth. It's because the light of your oneness becomes stronger. The light that connects you to to all is God light, love light. And when you can hold on to it, it creates a brighter light for all. On a consciousness level, you are inspiring others to light up. But what we are describing and wanting you to understand is what's happening at the subconscious level. When you illuminate your soul, you light up the tether between you and the rest of the world, all the people, the planets, the trees. You don't even know exactly how your light affects great change in the earth. In fact, it could be illuminating someone on the other side of the planet. You don't need to sit in your darkness anymore. You don't need to wade in your shadows. You are ready to illuminate. The stories you're holding on to no longer have weight. You don't need to carry them. They can evaporate if you choose to let them. Don't dwell. Just shine and they disappear. Shine today. Shine brighter. Be excited. Be a part of this awakening here and now. Ah, isn't that beautiful? Oops, sorry. My Instagram went off. Isn't that beautiful, you guys? So sometimes when I read channeled information to people, they can feel the codes integrating they can feel the upgrades. That information comes through from higher consciousness. As it comes through me, it moves through you and it can actually upgrade you on a cellular level. So receive the information mentally, take action, do the things that you know you need to do to release But aside from taking action, just be, be in that light, be in this higher consciousness. And when you do that, when you really just allow your soul to be, nothing else can sneak in. You cannot be in love and fear at the same time. So just be the light, you guys. All right. I will stop rambling on that, you guys. We're going to dive into this episode with Pilar. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I am your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We are here today with such 
a lovely guest. Her name is Pilar Torado. She is a soul reader facilitating individual and group readings like you have never experienced before. She offers workshops to connect with truth and to let go of unnecessary burden through many different tools that she's learned from teachers all over from Argentina, Peru, Bolivia, and Mexico. She also transmits the technique of soul readings, which I can't wait to hear more about. I had my first reading with Pilar in Mexico. It was a group reading. My husband was there too. There were about 10 people in the group and every single person was blown away by the depth and the accuracy of the readings. And I've had so many friends go to her as well that have all had such a life-changing experience. So I'm so excited to have you here today. Pilar, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Amber. Thank you for inviting me. I'm super happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. After, after meeting you, on, I told you that when, when Amber was in my soul reading circle, like she recommended me to some people and all the people that I've met through her, you know, were so important people in my life. And just like it was a, 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 like a line of yeah. just amazing things happened to me through you. So thank you so much. I'm super thrilled to be here. Oh, I'm so happy. Okay, Pilar, what is your sun, moon, and rising? My sun is an Aries. My moon is a Virgo. Mm -hmm. And my rising is a Gemini. Oh, well, you've, so you've got like a good combo in there. You've got fire, earth, and air. Yes. Yes. Nice. Lovely. <laughs> What is a daily practice that you almost never skip? I always meditate every day. Even if I only have five minutes, like I would sit down and meditate. Yeah. I do that in the mornings. And then I do yoga every day. And the same way, like sometimes I, I will only like be able to like go to my mat for five minutes. But it's like in order to work my discipline, I do that every day. And then I always sing. I sing some mantras. I have mm -hmm. a shruti box. I don't know if you know what this is. It's no. like a harmonium. And it oh, is harmonium. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I also try to sing every day. I don't get to do that every day, depending on the time. I don't, wanna, I don't want the neighbors to hate me as much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I meditate every day and I do my, my yoga every day, yes. So there is something so magical about singing and even humming. And I've noticed lately, like my body automatically wants to tone itself and I'll start humming something. And sometimes I'll even cry while I'm doing it. And even though I'm not sad about anything and it's like just something moves through me and I feel like singing is the same. Like it just moves God through you. Totally. Totally. I agree. It's like the ultimate sound healing, you know, it's like you yes. sound, you know, so yes. Completely. Yeah. It's and like the free, like the, the most inexpensive healer <laughs> is your own voice. <laughs> totally, totally. And this is exactly what I do, you know, like I get the Shruti and then sometimes I would be singing like beautiful things, you know, but sometimes I just uh, like allowed to make any kind of noses or singing very weird pitch. But I know that it's like all my body adjusting and aligning through yes this. exactly yeah. do you have any specific mantras that are your kind of go-to I always work with the Om Namah Shivaya mm -hmm. and then on Fridays that is Venus Day I always sing the Lakshmi oh that's a good one I have this money <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, 
So yeah, like every Friday, in order to work this energy of the feminine in my life, I I take the time to to do a hundred and eight repetitions of the of luxury. Oh, beautiful! I know we've done a few times with my community. We'll do like a forty day Lakshmi mantra. So we'll do like the 108 times for 40 days. And it's always wild, like the manifestations that come out of that. Like, it's just like the abundance and like the juicy, like feminine energy. It's so good. <laughs> yes, totally. totally. Okay, so I want to know about the awakening of your gifts and when you started sharing them with the world. All right. So, um, when I was little, I would see, like many of us would see, you know, I feel that like most of us can see when we are small. Mm -hmm. And then like a little bit older, what started happening is that I would have like these past life regressions, mm -hmm. but because I was raised a Catholic and Catholic doesn't consider past lives, like I didn't understand what was happening. And I thought that all of this was just like me being super creative and that someday I would like write a novel or something with this mm -hmm. because I, I, I really felt how the characters would possess me. You know, this is the feeling that I was having. And I would like write poetry, like, like I would feel like I was them and I would like write poetry. And all this poetry that I was writing was just like devotional poetry you know mm. super super devotional and with time I got to see like ah that, those were past life regressions you know like the, <laughs> the first time that that um someone read like a past life for me was like ah I know that woman like yeah. I, I was here many times you know in my uh, visualizations but then I I like stopped for a while like like I had a, a period of my life that um, I was not connecting to spirituality and then that was not very long, like three years, like all my life, I've been like super mm -hmm. devoted or of whatever would come, you know, I, I really had this deep connection. And I would do a Vipassana meditation course every year for many years. And uh, one time I went to Argentina and I wanted to do a Vipassana meditation course and there was no room at the uh, retreat. And so I told this to a friend of mine and she told me, well, hey, why don't you do a soul reading course? It's, it's also 10 days and it's super nice. I'm like, okay, I just wanted to retreat, you know? I was like, is it a nice place? Like, is the food good? And yeah, okay, let's go. And I went there and when they gave me the technique, I was like blown away. It was like, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. And it was interesting because everybody can learn how to read souls so and everybody did in the retreat that I was there but I am the only one who continues to do that you know wow. like we can all learn to do many things but not everything is for everyone so when right. I it had to be your path right it had to be like exactly. meant for you yeah yes exactly and so I started reading I was super happy uh, by doing this and and because I, I, I started like having this like you would say, like a spiritual responsibility that made me have to be like serious with my own spirituality. Like I, what I could, what I was able to see is that if I was not taking responsibility, if I was not eating properly, if I was not like really dedicating a lot of time to that, that would completely be seen in my readings. And if I was 
doing my work and doing my thing and so on, then my rings could get like super, super, super expensive, right? And so through the soul reading, my connection started getting broader and broader and broader with with everything basically, right? And I and I'm certain that there's still so much to develop, you know, and so much to see. Like I always tell my, myself, I always tell myself, you're only 50%. And I feel that it's important for us to like remember that, so that we could like we're, like we can keep on going with the with the striving energy that we have in the beginning, you know. But then we feel that we get well. No, I, at least this was for me, you know. At some po- moments, I felt like I knew it all, you know. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then you know how how happens that if if you are not humble, like life will humble you. Yes, I have been <laughs> <And> there. So, <laughs> And so I had these like strong events, you know, in my life that made me see like, okay, remember for the rest of your life, you're only 50%, you know, so that to keep open. Yeah. And that kind of keeps things exciting too. Cause I know for myself, I'll like set a goal, for example, and then I'll reach it and I'll be like, okay, now I'm bored with this and I don't want to set the next goal. I'm over this. I reached it. I'm done. (laughs) But like keeping that mindset of like, okay, I'm only 50% and like always being excited for the growth that's coming. Like there's something to be said for the excitement that that, that keeps. And when you're excited, your vibration is higher. Totally. Totally. Yes. And then there's these there's this teaching that someone gave to me that is that you can be like, you cannot be empathetic and arrogant at the same time. Mm. So like, if you're, being, if you're being empathetic, then you're not going to be arrogant and so on, you know? So that what I see is that through my path, like in many times I would become super arrogant, you know, just because like, you can be such a canal, you know, and and you see a lot of things and you bring people like the connection to the truth or so on. Like I would believe for many times that it was not the canal, but me who knew, you know, yeah. and then things would get super massive. And I would basically like step away from empathy. Like this is sometimes what having a lot of vision makes that you stop being empathetic, you know, it's right. like everything's so clear. There's so much perspective that then you miss the emotion, the heart, the recognition, the just being there. I want it to be different. Not wanting yeah. to bring the vision, you know. Like. Exactly, and I think that's like such that's like more of an important lesson than some people may realize until they're in it. Because I have been in that, and being able to be humble and being able to know that everything that you've created was it happened through you, not by you. That's like a huge lesson that if you don't. It's almost like probably a lesson that you have to learn the hard way before you actually get it. Like people can hear us say that, but like you need, you'll probably learn it the hard way before you actually get it. So so when you're doing these soul readings, you're connecting with the soul of the person you're reading. So are you connecting to their highest self? Are you connecting to their guides or is it kind of a combination? It's a combination of everything. And because everything is so fast sometimes it's very difficult to uh, to like determine what's going on and where the information is coming from but what i feel is that the information like all the information is just there like it's there in light you know 
sometimes I'm, I'm super surprised that, I don't know, someone, like I'm in a reading and this is very common, right? Someone says, hey, my cousin is going through a really rough time. Can you tell me how she's going on? And maybe someone that I didn't even see, I don't even know her name, you know, and just through this connection, like the information comes through and it's super accurate. So what I do believe is that, that what I'm really accessing to is the, what it's called the Akash, you know, of the Akashic record. And we sometimes we feel that like the Akashic is like this library where we have the past lives, which is also that. But basically the Akash is like something that is registering everything, like everything, everything that's going on. So when I do a reading, what I do is that I connect, like let's say I'm going to do a reading to you. So I connect and I see you just as the being mm. like you are the being you're the same as me i'm the being you're the being like we're both the same and then i ask to see literally in a screen what's the behaviors that your character is playing off and that could be limiting mm. so it's like you're uh, the expression like, uh, of the being you're connecting to like the kind of like source energy god energy within the person and you're seeing the character as a separate piece yes yes exactly exactly that exactly that this is how i see it like i see i see like i connect to the to the being and many times do you know who ramana maharshi is no ramana maharshi was a was a man in india uh, who was like completely enlightened to the level that he was like, he, he, he died being eaten by worms and he didn't have any kind of attachment to his body. You know, he was just like the pure being. Okay. And he, there's like these pictures of him that I really connect to because I can see, I can see how he's like literally just a being. There is no ego. There's no character. Mm. And so many times what I do is that I imagine that that person is Ramana Maharshi and that I am Ramana Maharshi. Okay. So when you're saying like the being versus the character, that's kind of like the true light self, the God self versus the ego. Yes, exactly. Okay. okay. So exactly. that's, that's one thing that I've been working on myself, trying to, detach from my identity and like I can do it for split moments of time like in meditation like I can I can do that but I haven't gotten to a point where I can like go through my day in that space like I can go through the day in a state of heaven on earth and bliss and love but I'm just wondering if you have any tips on like how to be like so much more connected to our god self yeah all right so feel is that being connected to the god self is like that we are so it's like he's creating this detachment that every time that i that i am the self pilar is dead you know and and so it's like being ready to die to die to everything we are to everything that we think we are and so i feel that i feel that it's super, it's super difficult to go through the day with that kind of detachment it's not possible like okay. if we start speaking if we start communicating if there's interaction then pilar is going to be there Mm -hmm. the, um, like for example someone like Ramana Maharshi you know who was that he he didn't speak you know the last 20 years of his life he he didn't even speak he had mm -hmm. no interest in anything right so I so I so what I what I believe that what we need to try to do is to make ourselves as smaller as we can as we can like okay. the smaller that we get the better 
And it's like this, like this three-year-old ego that is like, what's your name? Pilar. Yeah. How old are you? Three, you know, <laughs> she's, but then it's someone that doesn't have any opinion, that doesn't have any view, that doesn't, that has no hope, that has no, you know what I mean with hope? Like many times hope comes from ego. It's like, I want things to be this way. I want thing, you know, yeah, and like, um, like, like, like almost like lust. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And even though it could be like the best intention in the world, like hope is something that gets our ego so, so, so messed up and entangled, you know? Like like desperation is almost the word. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. So what I feel is that the only way to feel this space, like to detach is like, like it's happening to you, is through meditation. Mm-hmm. And so, and then what I feel is that once you've, once you were able to experience this in meditation, because, you know, it's interesting because the moment that you say, I felt that, then you're there again. Exactly. <laughs> and so um, what I try to do many times that is that like, I don't know, you're going somewhere and you're, you're rushing. Like we're always in this modern world. And like, before you get off your car, like you just take three minutes to just be there in your breath you know and sometimes it's going to be just observing the nature of the mind the nature of the mind is to create thoughts so sometimes it's just going to be that and then sometimes you're going to be there in this moment of silence you know but even if you are observing the thoughts you can be doing that in an egoless way right because the nature of the mind is to create thought like it will always do that right so so if you're just there just observing that it's not my thoughts is just thoughts and it's easier but you know for example something that makes this super clear is how in people that are dying in people that are going to die like suddenly the being starts expressing because these people are really ready to die right they're really ready to leave what they've been what they did what they created the money the family the bonds they're ready to leave it all behind so then little by little like the being starts expressing itself and so then there's the thing that people say oh you know what like my dad in his last year he became a complete different person you know it's like no he was just allowing the being to express through him you know right um, so I believe that that's that's what's working for me like to die to 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 meditate in in death like in my own death like okay so with every exhalation I am letting go what I believe to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's so important. I think I've been going through like the hugest ego death over the last like year <laughs> and a half, but it's been like, even though there's times that it like sucks, the level of the word that I'm using lately is like satiation. Like I'm feeling satiated, like gratitude, like this, like amazing gratitude. And like, everything is enough. Like no matter, like I could just be like laying in my bed, like last night I was just laying in my bed. My husband, I was reading, my husband was watching TV. Like I could hear the TV. I like could hear my dog breathing. And I was just like, wow, like this is awesome. Like This is like so good. Like it's like this, it's like, as if you're like eating a piece of chocolate, you know, you're like, <laughs> just like so satiated, but then it's like, then like, 
in life you can be in that but then you know for example I was I told you I was driving to the vet this morning and like everything's fine I'm looking at the snow and everything's beautiful and then all of a sudden I feel like my husband's getting too close to the car in front of him so I'm like slow down (laughs) and this like reactionary side of me comes comes out so any tips on like how to calm that like reactionary like three-year-old self and it's like sometimes it's like we sometimes we can't do it in the moment, but like what are the kind of tips to kind of recognize and and make that that part of you smaller? Uh, that's a really good question. Let's see. So one of the things that you you know how in in Buddhism they have this this uh, this mantra that is no hope, no fear, no hope, no fear. Okay. But like going through life with no no fear of anything and with no hope of anything, just like this is the, the true neutrality, you know? With this that you say that suddenly you have these reactions that you say, why am I reacting like this? If I just know that this is not as important, if I learn to let go in so many ways, in so many different ways, why can this be so difficult for me? And one of the things that I understand is that it's not about making Amber different at all. Because if not, then this is also a big trump of ego. So it's mm-hmm. not about it's not about making you what you already are different. It's just it's just a matter of accepting as the character that you had in this life, mm-hmm. like being you a woman or a man or fiery or or so on, so on, so on. And then just observe like what are the tendencies that make you suffer. Right. Um, and to just bring a lot of awareness to that. So, for example, one of the things that make me suffer, that makes my personality, the character that I am, suffer is that I get super anxious. Mm-hmm. And if I'm getting somewhere late, I get super anxious as well. Mm-hmm. So I know that I just need to prepare myself better in order not to go to these kind of emotions. But then the character and the and the stars and the elements within my body behave in such a way that it's very difficult for me to control the fire element. You know, I told you I'm an Aries and I have yeah. not only my sun in Aries, but I also have Mercury, Venus. So I have a lot of energy there. So it's just like getting to know the nature of of the character that you that you are and to cope with that in a, in a way that this doesn't make you lose your peace Mm. okay so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality if you are listening to this i am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional and that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry it's like chic elegant gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz and every piece is made with intention we have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant and i get so many compliments on it it's called the sunray necklace we have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself even your shadows and we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep 
deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend, Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes. One of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives and I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Yeah. Cause it's almost like the resistance of it makes it worse and then creates even more resistance. And then you're in, not in a state of presence and then you're more reactionary. It's like a cycle. Exactly. And we get lost in this idea that what we need to do is change ourselves. And it's not that at all. It's just, it's detaching from that. And what I found, you know, how you, how you were describing so beautifully that you were just like, they're just present and you were listening to things and you, you had like such bliss and uh, what, what was the word that you used? <laughs> you were so satiated. What, what I feel is that the, the most amazing thing for me is that the more that I that I ask myself to die and the more that I detach from who am I and I don't try to change myself, the more I actually love myself mm-hmm. because I see that I'm just that, the game of this amazing consciousness. But then I, I feel that we waste a lot of time trying to not be our planets. <laughs> yes, so true. <laughs> <laughs> and and so it's just I feel that like it's experiencing them you know in in the in the best in the best of its possibilities well and what's interesting too is that so many of us these days have a brand that is based around our identity and we feel like people are expecting us to show up in a certain way and it kind of reinforces an identity that we want to, that that we don't want to hold on to so tightly. So it's like, that's been like a huge part of my growth this year too, of just being like, no, I don't care if people are expecting things from me. I will be how I want to be when I want to be it. That is so true. That is so true. I had, I had this experience this year that I was, I, I went to do a workshop in Florida and it was actually the first workshop that I was going to do in the U.S. So I was like, I was kind of nervous about that. But then at the same time, every time I wanted to like prep, prepare myself beforehand, I just wouldn't be able to do that. Right. So like the date was coming. And then so I started to be horrible to my own self, you know, like, OK, so now you need to meditate this one, two hours and you need to do this and you need to and you have to, and you know, and I and I was like really treating myself like that because I, I thought that I had to be at the level of someone that is actually going abroad to give a workshop. Yes, you know? yes. Um, and then Hurricane Ian came along and it saved my self, <laughs> not to put another word. 
because of that it was it was it was cancelled and the moment that we decided like 24 hours beforehand that I wouldn't travel because of the hurricane I was exhausted exhausted and I was like why am I so exhausted and I was like of course you're going to be exhausted you've been mistreating yourself and you've been treating yourself horribly thinking that you have to be something that you are not Mm. And you are what you are in the moment that you are. And everything that you're going to give, it's not coming from Pilar. It's just the self through you. And this was, I, I'm so grateful for this hurricane with all these eclipses. <laughs> <laughs> with all the waters that they actually showed me to do that, that I all the time feel that I need to do something more in order to, I don't know what, you know, like to get or external recognition or or like be actually the, the what I want to be for the world and what they tell us. And I, and I bet that you agree with me. What they tell us again and again and again and again and again is that we are already are everything that we need to be. Mm, that is so true. And I do the exact same thing. Like when I need to speak at something or prepare for something, I like beat myself up and I'm like, okay, this person does it this way. So I need to do it that way. And like, if I don't, if I'm not prepared enough, I'm like, get so mad at myself, but I've never been someone to be super prepared. (laughs) And it's like, it almost comes down to trusting that it will move through us. Like trusting that when you're, you are yourself, what is meant to come through is going to come through. But if you're in that place of self-judgment and you've like prepared all this stuff and you're like, it has to come out this way, it's going to actually end up coming out terrible. And that's why we don't trust ourselves is because we've been trying to force it and it's not come out the right way. But if we didn't force it, it would come out the right way. (laughs) Exactly. And then, you know, sometimes we also punish ourselves in these also like very strange ways. Like for example, like, because I channel, you know, I don't need to prepare much things, but then I would be like thinking like, oh, you see, you've, you've eaten, you've eaten a, a piece of cookie now, you've eaten gluten, you're not good enough now. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and this, like ridiculous ways, really. That is like, what do you think that eating gluten will not allow you to channel life force you know (laughs) exactly well and I think I asked you this in my reading too I was like sometimes I drink wine and I don't know if that's like bad or if I should be doing that or if that makes me like a bad spiritual person because like everyone else is talking about how they don't drink anymore and I'm like and then I literally just like announced to my audience I'm like I'm going sober and that only lasted three weeks so that that was (laughs) embarrassing but that's the thing too it's like we come up with these rules of like what being a good spiritual person means and we that like is like it's like we're we're creating a character we're literally creating ourselves into a character exactly and that is why then like we we see a lot and I and I don't mean to judge anyone but then we see in the spiritual world like these people that they just feel super phony yeah because they're doing everything that they're supposed to do but you see that there is no authenticity there Mm -hmm. yeah I find that triggering (laughs) (laughs) like what I just I feel like that's so common right now it's just no I'm like no one seems real to me but I mean maybe that's just my own judgment I need to work on 
Yeah, no, totally. And I think, and I think like what's important to know also is that we're working in that direction. We're, we're, I think that all of us, you know, because I can speak for myself that in many times of my life, I was behaving super, super phony without, without realizing, me hypnotizing myself with myself, thinking, as I was saying in the beginning, thinking that I had all the clarity and all the things and that, and then I feel that I'm someone that I feel that I'm very authentic. Maybe you can interview me seven years, seven years from now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But what I feel is that I had to walk a long way in order to, to let go the things that were not uh, aligned, you know? Right. Mm. For example, my, my naughty thing as a spiritual person is that I still smoke tobacco. Okay. So I used to ask everyone at the beginning of the show, what's your guilty pleasure that you think most good spiritual people don't do? (laughs) And I stopped asking that because most people were like, oh, I don't do anything. Like I don't do anything that, that doesn't make me feel good. I'm like, okay, well then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to head. Totally. And then what I see many times is that what I see is that I I many times see like people that see me smoking and I can see in their eyes how all the projection that they had of me, that I was like this pure angel, it's all gone because of a cigarette. And I'm like, if you could see what I'm seeing, you know, how imprisoned you are by your judgment. I think it makes makes me like you more. (laughs) I didn't think I could like you more, but I like you even more now. (laughs) Cause I just think people being real is like, that's, you know, like we, everyone has a thing and like, I don't know. I just think people being real and being able to talk about it is so important. Like we shouldn't be like hiding these things about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. (laughs) I want to talk about like you transmitting your gifts because I'm like I want these gifts give them to me (laughs) I want to do this so what does that look like so the soul reading technique is something that is actually super easy to to transmit because we are all soul readers and we are all super intuitive and we're all getting like these impressions all the time but it's just that we've you know I don't want to go into, into that like so deep, but, but it's the witch hunt. You know, we've done that. We've, we've uh, through time, we've disconnected from nature and being intuitive is part of our nurture. And if we all could just trust this beautiful third eye that we have, we wouldn't be able to lie to each other. That would be super amazing. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I, what, well, no, the thing is this, that the mind, the mind doesn't believe that we can do this. Like people are waiting that I'm going to just mean something, something super, super, super important. So my, my workshops to do this, they're, they're normally like on a retreat mode so that you can clean your mind a little bit of the resistance of you telling your family, like I'm learning this and everybody telling you, no, you cannot do that. <laughs> people that have that are gifted and special. And, and so it's like clearing and giving us the space to just receive the technique. And then I give the technique that is super simple. And then it's just practicing, 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 practicing. Because what practice gives us is just external validation. In this case, it's yeah. necessary. Like yeah. someone saying, yes, what you're saying is actually true. It's accurate. And then you're like, oh, 
oh my God, I can see, you know, I can see. (laughs) It's like anytime you trust your intuition, it gets stronger. (laughs) But what I feel is that we we can all see that we are so used to not trust Mm -hmm. our impressions. So true. So it has to be done like in this workshop format. Do you have one coming up? Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to do one in March. It's not yet like established, but I'm going to do one in March and it's going to be probably in Florida. Ooh. It's the first time that I'm going to teach in English. Ooh. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I definitely want to come. So if there is a mailing list, get me on it. <laughs> I would love to have you there. Yes. And my, my husband is like obsessed with you too. Cause you, so Pilar did a reading for my husband too, in the, uh, in the group reading that we did in Mexico. And I literally, I had my hand on his leg and I was like digging my claws into his leg. Like, Oh my God, this is so accurate. Like this is, and he was just blown away. He's obviously like a believer in things he, you know, but he doesn't kind of seek spiritual guidance ever like he like he's he believes in it all but he doesn't he's not like super into it so that was probably like the first reading other than I think I made him do like a birth chart reading once um that was probably like the first reading he'd ever had and he was just like oh my gosh like she literally read my soul (laughs) like that was crazy um so we'll we'll get him in there too he's a gem (laughs) so I want to talk about bond cutting because I feel like in your readings, it, it feels like there's like a healing taking place as well. Can you describe what that looks like? So, all right. So one of the reasons that I that I mentioned so uh, the, the bond cutting is, is because it's one of the things that I feel that is not serving us to ascend to the ascension process that we are experiencing as humanity, right? Because many of us, we are ascending but we want to bring everybody that we love with us. Mm. And so it's super important to just see the bonds that we are holding, the bonds that we unconsciously still have with one another so that eventually we can cut out the bonds and just have this major and unique bond that is to the divine to God, to um, to being, however each of us feels comfortable naming it. Mm. So basically like not making it your responsibility for the people around you to ascend. Is that kind of what you're saying? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's and- hard, especially like right now with all, like everything going on in the world and to have like such polarity, it's like, I'm li- I feel like I'm living in a different world than most of my family. Yes, totally, totally. And then what happens is that many of these bonds happen unconsciously. Mm. And so it's important to observe. And it's, it's actually very simple. If you're someone that is intuitive, it's very simple to see the bonds. For example, let's say one way of doing it is that you imagine the person that you feel that you're super connected with, right? And so you see, you ask to see which are the bonds that are coming from me to this person. Mm-hmm. And maybe you will see like this beautiful bond coming off your heart to this person. And then you, you will ask, what are the bonds from that person to me? And maybe you see that that person is connected 
in bonds that go all the way to your kidneys. So you see that that person unconsciously as well is taking your vital force. Mm-hmm. And so once you're able to see that just with awareness, you start cutting them off. And to cut them, what I do is that I literally uh, have this like uh, weapon, like this sword that I created, that then I cut these bonds off. And if it's someone that is not in my life, like if someone of the past, then maybe sometimes with that is enough. But then if it's someone that you're still seeing, uh, you're going to see every day and you see that maybe someone that you super love, but you're connecting through your lower chakras. So then you got this kind of bonding again and again, again and again, and again and again over the days. And I write in a piece of paper. So let's say with the example I've given, I cut off my field, all the bonds that are connecting me to this person through the sacral chakra mm-hmm. and then I burn this up and I throw some salt over this fire that I've done mm. so what if you so they're not gonna like if it's someone that you love they're not gonna like disappear from your life all of a sudden though you're it's like you're not like cutting them off from your life you're just cutting off this negative bond exactly but this is the thing you need to be ready for anything you know right because what will happen with many bonds is that we, they will just ascend, right? And now you're you're connecting from like higher chakras and there's more freedom for each of you to be free. But what happens many times with the bonds is that sometimes we have these negative bonds connecting us to other people that we are not aware. So let's say, I don't know, someone is providing you everything, right? So maybe you have these bonds on, on dependence that you want to cut off And maybe if that person was feeding his power because of that, he will probably feel that things have changed and there's, there's these certain risks. So you need to like, to be ready to actually ascend, you know? Yeah. I've always kind of said, like, as you continue to ascend, people in your life will either rise up to meet you or they'll fall away. But once you've ascended, you actually won't care. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So you talked about like having higher chakra bonds with someone, like, is that a positive bond if you're connected in like a higher chakra with them? Yeah. The higher, the higher they are, the more free your action will be like the, the conditioning and the veils, they normally come on bonds that are created on the lower chakras, meaning the lower one, two, three. Okay. So if your heart chakra is connected to someone that could be like a positive thing. Yes. And maybe there you can agree like, okay, I'm good with this. I'm, I'm okay with spreading my heart energy to this person, but I don't want to give this person my, my sexuality, you know? Right. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Oh, so interesting. So is there anything that you can share with us about any visions you have for the collective over the next couple of years, or even just over the next, I mean, yeah, however many years you think it's going to take for things to start to feel good again, (laughs) Um, this kind of like new earth transition taking place. Like, do you think things are going to get worse before it gets better? Like, what do you kind of see? What I feel is that it's going to get worse before it gets better. Mm -hmm. And that what I've seen for the next years is that, One of the things that is going to happen is that we are all, as we know, clearing our subconscious mind. And the next year is going to be 
a year of suddenly see that we are manifesting what we have in the subconscious mind. So maybe let's say you've always feared unconsciously that someone is going to betray you, right? Mm -hmm. So then probably next year is going to be the year to see that manifested. Mm -hmm. So, we, and, and I know that you are doing the work and probably everybody that's listening and because they're here, they're clearing the thing, but just it's the time to be like super safe in our own energy so that we don't get pulled by, by, by what we're going to see happening in the world. Mm -hmm. Because I feel that we need to see our fears expressed in the Maya to actually let them go. Do you feel like people are like what I've heard from some people is that this is going to be just like a very like brutal year of people just like dropping dead from certain medical choices that they've made. Is that something that you see? I, uh, I gotta, I gotta tell you that many times I, I try not even to see that. Yeah. But I feel this is something that we also happen. Yeah. yeah. So for people who are doing the work and are like, in that kind of higher ascended state and have, even if they're not there hundred percent of the time, but they can access that higher consciousness. What are the things that we can do to kind of ease the transition for ourselves, but also, I mean, I know it's not a responsibility to do it for everyone around us, but how can we kind of transmit if possible, this higher frequency to the world? I feel that the, the, the more time that we are able to be the being, Mm -hmm. then, then that's a lot and so what I feel is a it's a time of what I feel like we all need to face is the fear of loneliness because this is what will happen to spiritual people like it gets more lonely for a while yeah and then eventually it's not because we feel super complete with our own energies and there's no need of the external thing so much but uh but what I feel is that is just make everyone responsible for their own choices. Mm -hmm. like everybody taking the responsibilities. So it's in a way like helping people to see that everything that is happening in their lives, it was consciously or unconsciously chosen for mm -hmm. a learning experience. And mm -hmm. to be able to see this with, with this neutrality, like earth is a learning place. Yeah. And so not to be in innovation or negation of what is just like okay this is all just learning yeah and many times this learning gets rough right yeah and I think that that's I remember even when I was a little girl like laying on my bedroom floor and looking up at the ceiling and thinking like if something like if I got in trouble I would be like, well, I'm not going to be upset because like, I'm not me. Like I'm just, I'm everyone. Like, why would I get, I, I would like, I learned how to like detach from my identity, like from that place of, okay, but like, yeah, okay. I'm going to be upset, but does that actually even mean anything? And like the grand scheme of things. And like, I think being able to look at it from that perspective is like, okay, yes, this stuff is going on outside of me, but I've created this world where it like, I'm kind of, it's like, even if I am affected by it, it's a part of the experience of the whole. Totally. Yes. Yeah. And then that is also that it happens that we want it or not, we start clearing for other people. 
And then also something that I feel that is very important for me, that was very important for me is to like accept and recognize my low vibrating tendencies. So for instance, one of my low vibrating tendencies is guilt. Mm -hmm. And then another one is resentment. Like many times I like, I apparently forgive, but then I remember resentment and to be in acceptance of, in acceptance of that. So to really take responsibility over that, to not allow ourselves as spiritual people that we want to be, to allow to, to allow these kind of emotions to take over. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we will experience them, but not to take over. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, I know I'm feeling this, but this, this cannot take over. Yes. And I've, I've been deep diving like the seven cardinal sins and I know sins can bring up a lot for people that, you know, were brought up with religion, but I kind of see the sins, like the, the cardinal sins as these kind of like benchmarkers for like, if I'm low vibration, it's probably because of one of these things. Am I in envy? Am I in gluttony? Am I in wrath? Like, and I feel like I kind of look at those markers and I'm like, okay, so this is what has kind of entered my field. And it just kind of gives me this tangible marker that I can be like, okay, right. Yeah. I have that tendency and I can, I can let that go. It's not mine. It's outside of me. Yes, totally. Totally. Yes. It's like taking full responsibility, full responsibility. Yes, exactly. So then when we are kind of past the dark side of things, like how long do you think all of that's going to take until things kind of like even out? I think it's going to be more, more of like, I think it's going to be another like five, six years that is okay. going to be very, very intense. Mm-hmm. But I, I also, Amber, believe that we are in the good track of things. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. really believe that we are more every time and that each of us individually, we're making a big difference. And maybe not because we are healers or just, just because we're taking responsibility on our daily things and, and stop pointing at things and give us the allowance to be low vibrating things because of what other people did. Because yeah. what I is that this is what's happening. Like we see the governments, we see things like doing this, like maybe shady things. And yeah. it's like, if this wouldn't be happening, then I would be able to <laughs> really vibrate very high. And so it's like, no excuses, no excuses. Yes, I know. And like, I get, sometimes get caught up in that where it's like, I want all the details of this corruption and I go down the rabbit hole of it. But I feel like now I'm at a place where I'm like, I don't know the details. I know that it's shady and I know that it's happening for a reason because it's waking people up and people are ascending. So just like looking at the positive side, like it is an exciting time to be alive. Totally, totally. I feel so happy to be incarnated in this time. Really. Yes. And then like in five years from now, it's going to be all rainbows and butterflies and heaven on earth. And we're going to be talking to animals and communicating telepathically. And it's going to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Some some of us will, but what I do know is that we're going to, at least we're going to have like a really good direction within to where it's, to what this will do on the outside. Yes. Yes, there is this there is this amazing woman that I that I admire a lot. Uh, her name is Barbara Handclo, and she's uh, she's super good with regressions and with many 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 things. 
And one of the things that she did was like to do a lot of regressions in her incarnations to the times where we were going through shifts mm. in humanity. Mm-hmm. And she would see how we would always have like two or three centuries where it got really, really messy until we, everybody understood like, okay, so what we do, what we need to do now is create structures, let's say. Yeah. So then everybody just like starts working in this direction collectively. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning with the shifts, the collective doesn't want to let go what has been. And yeah. what I feel is that what we are all doing for, for some of us, you know, in a nicer way, for some of for some of us in more horrible ways, but it's just letting go mm-hmm. what it was. <laughs> and so I think that's that's, that's the whole point. That, oh sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, I was no, gonna say it was just that a lot of so many people going through these ego deaths right now, it's like their spiritual lesson and like they're like getting used to things around you dying and knowing that it's okay like I think there's a lot of just those lessons going on right now and so it's like if we can get used to our ego dying then that's going to make it a lot easier when all these structures around us die yes completely yes. like one of the one of the examples of these that I that I see I don't know if you're aware of what the twin flame journey is yeah but- I mean Kind of just like high level, but not really. So what he said is that in the beginning, we are we were whole and there was a time where we need to start incarnating as polarities. And so we all have somewhere, maybe incarnated or not, this polarity. And nowadays, a lot of people are finding their polarity. Mm-hmm. And when they find that, they feel that they're going to find like true eternal and beautiful love. And then it's not, it's a super traumatic thing. And <laughs> yes, this is all also like letting go this idea that we're going to find something outside of us that will make us whole. It's just an, it's just a beautiful uh, invitation to, to find wholeness within Mm-hmm. And for many, for many people, is 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 being through this process that is a very painful process, because it's like, oh, I found everything that I was looking for. You know, it's like this this completeness of myself in the world, and then it's like, oh no no, yeah. <laughs> oh no no, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> so true. And I feel like the same thing could be said with like it could be with a partner, it could be with a business, it could be with a life, like a certain lifestyle that you have. And you're like, okay, I thought that was what I wanted, but that did not make me feel complete. <laughs> so just knowing that the oneness is inside of us, which is so beautiful. I could just talk to you all day. This is, I mean, I wish we had more time, but I've just loved this conversation so, so much. Any like final words you want to leave our listeners with? Just to... I would say to everybody that is listening to to believe in the gifts that you have, that you bring to the world, to honor them, to not be hoping that they are different or others, just like embracing all the beauty that that you were given and, and to shine through that and to not doubt, to not doubt ourselves. Yes, yeah. so true. So beautiful. And now I know everyone wants to book a reading with you. So where can they find you online and book with you? 
I, I'm not really good in these online things. So <laughs> the ways that I do is like, or, or either on my personal phone that you can share if you want. And also through my Instagram, that is Pilar Soul Reading. That is my yes. Instagram. Yes, yeah. we will link you guys to that. So Pilar, thank you so, so, so much for all the magic that you shared with us today. This has been so beautiful and insightful. And for everyone listening, I know you enjoyed this. So make sure that you check out Pilar book uh, reading. It will be like your favorite self-investment of the year. And like the, your, I mean, your prices are great too. So it's like everyone can, you, you have like a sliding scale, right? Yes, I work on an open rate. Yes, and, an open rate. Yes. yes. And so so because I know that the circumstances for all of us like change and and, yes. and so it's good to just keep it open. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you guys let us like let us know how you love this. DM us, share this episode, rate it, rate us five stars, leave a comment, all the things. Give us all the energetic love that we're sending you today. And thank you so much for listening, you guys. And we will catch you next week. Oh, Amber, thank you so, so much. I was so happy to be here. Thank you very much for the invite. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 